Welcome to episode 5 of the Anime Bonsai Podcast. Today we are joined with a guest, Icy Storm, a longtime fan and admirer of yours truly, and probably a stalker of bats. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome Icy Storm. <laughs> it's good to be here. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I write for uh, Minimum Tempo, and I've been watching anime for a little less than a year now. And that's about it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pat has mentioned that he likes getting those weekly uh, you know, bouquet of flowers. Keep it up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So in today's, uh, we've got a very fun-filled, packed episode. And uh, before I mention that, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Hinako and uh, Nutcase23 for their awesome attempt at a fun cast. But, uh, yeah. Keep trying, guys. Yeah, first shot for player. <laughs> no, uh, it's always good to see other people trying to imitate, but don't try to duplicate us. But, um... Nah, today's episode, uh, we're going to be doing a lot of things. We've got our weekly news, of course. Uh, we'll be doing episode reviews of Gunslinger Girl uh, 4 and 5. Pat, I believe you have the final episode of nah. Gundam. Nah, it's 23. we got two more after this. Ah, damn, my fault. Yeah, damn you. Indeed. Mm. So, we also got a nice, lively discussion about anime piracy and... Some a news article or a uh, blog post that a executive at Bandai USA wrote, and we're just going to give our opinions on that. And we've also got our weekly Bonsai DVD picks. So yeah, let's go hit the news. Woohoo! Enthusiasm. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess well, I'll, I'll I guess yeah, I'll kick it off t- tonight. First article we got today is has to do with this recent news that's been floating around about these Japanese ISPs that basically gotten together in some kind of plan to essentially stop ban people that are ban people from the internet that are using using peer-to-peer services on with on heavy levels is what it looks like and uh, yeah yeah uh, <laughs> it's hard for yeah. me to say anything okay. about <laughs> well okay. it's ridiculous yeah. you know i you know yeah. the thing the thing that struck me about this article was it has anything to guess i mean the only way the isp would know if they're doing deep packet sniffing and yeah. knowing on a packet by packet level i mean they could be, you know, they could be doing something like we're doing, podcasting, uh, you know, or uploading large files to an FTP every month for their home business or something. Oh, they they're kind of obsessive with this shit these days. All the ISPs I've had, I know plenty of people who have gotten emails and say on such and such day you download, you downloaded, and it would list the exact file you downloaded. Wow, I think I'd be switching ISPs. Like Comcast. Comcast is doing this shit. They're like, really? I got, you know, I have a friend who got an email. He download, he missed an episode of House on TV. So he went <laughs> and downloaded it, and he got an email from Comcast. Basically, on, be- basically, on behalf of, yeah, yeah, on behalf of Fox, 
A DMCA warning, basically. It was, like, it, it was it listed the exact file name and everything in the date he downloaded it and every little detail. Yeah, that's not a pot, that's not a uh, ISP level. That's just a DMC warning, and basically you can ignore those. I would think if you get yeah, too many but, of them. Yeah, but think, now he's like paranoid as shit about anything now. Well, now he's learned the power of encryption. Yes. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yes, he has. Use news. <laughs> I mean, I've seen people who have gotten emails about, like, Gundam 00. Which is weird. Hey, it's not as bad as the guy who, uh... Who been licensed here? No. Gun? No, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's, t- it's still technically illegal. It's just no, yeah, we... It's just, there's no company in the U.S. that owns the rights to, inf- to enforce them here. But it's still illegal. So oh, shit, we, we could do the same thing. Like, Who's gonna for who's gonna press a lawsuit on anyone in the US if it's not licensed? I don't see the point in Well no well, one sometimes really. like um Funimation has in a, a few times gone after like those sites like gone after sites um that are hosting unlicensed shows, like they've done it on behalf of other of the Japanese companies and that kind of thing. And especially yeah. with Gundam, you, it's automatically assumed that Gundam's licensed. People just don't say anything about it until it's officially announced. But that's one of those ones that's just assumed, really. Because, you ask Bandai, they're... Well, it used to be Ask Bandai Entertainment here. When are you going to license or release this such or such Gundam series? They just say we'll get to it eventually. That was it. Was just the assumption here because Gundam is that kind of show. But I doubt they'd say that now because the older stuff doesn't sell at all. But tragically, yeah. Well, I would look at it like this. It was just a standard DMC copyright notice, just saying, "Hey, we found your ass. Do it again. Then be more paranoid." But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess you, I mean I don't I don't understand why they're going after. I mean, a hundred megabit over there is so like easy to get, I mean, sheesh, you'd think they'd have enough bandwidth, but I guess with the flourish of BitTorrent and all the other P2P crap they got going on over there. Whatever the hell Winnie is. (laughs) Yeah, that's like, yeah, it's like fair share and junk. Oh, is it? The thing that annoys me is that it's not the government pressing this banning of, well, it's the companies themselves, so it's... Yeah, that's it's basically saying, scam. yeah, you pay us, but you can't do this, this, and this. I know in America that would not fly. No, that pe- Comcast was looking like they were trying to do some of that shit a while ago. Oh, yeah. The and FCC cracked down on them. so much crap for it. Oh, man. They just got torn apart. Because it was looking like they were, like, shaping... <laughs> screwing with people's bandwidth. Actually, they still are. I have a yeah. buddy of mine. I don't know if this has been reported, so... This might be the first. Um, they have now begun fucking with your FTP traffic. A buddy of mine was uploading some uh, home videos to his web server every 10 minutes on the dot. At 9 minutes and 59 seconds, the packet would reset. Boom. If your FTP doesn't have resume functionality, you are fucked. God. Yeah, so... Ugh. He's on Comcast, so now he thinks Comcast is starting to mess with your your large file uploads. 
Yeah, that's essentially what they're doing, it sounds like. <clears throat> it's really that annoying. sucks. Yeah, it's, it really does. Especially if you have Comcast, Comcast has like never been a popular company, and unfortunately, it's like some of, one of the only providers in certain areas. So. Oh, same. Yeah, it's the yeah, same well, way here. We're Comcast country up here. Well, yeah. Uh, same over here. But at the same time, they can't get any bigger. They legally can't. Essentially, can't get any bigger. Well, they're because, fighting that. They're yeah, fighting. They're that. fighting it. They're fighting it, and they might win. And the reason they might win is because. They're letting these big telecom companies get bigger and bigger and acquire each other, while at the same time they're telling the cable companies they can't do it. Yeah, Kevin so, Martin has like has been has in bed with the telecom com- companies. I think he's like screwing Quest and, and doing, and then like has a mistress with Sprint. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, Kevin Martin has known telecom, you know. Junkie, and he just anything he can oppose against the cable companies, he fights tooth and nail against. But then he lets everything else slide for telecom. Yeah. So that's what Comcast's position is: is Kevin Martin, you're allowing, you know, AT and T and all the other telecoms to merge and be bigger than the 27 percent cap, or the season to the 30 percent cap. Yeah. Well, then Comcast is hovering at 27 percent. And they can't buy much more. No, they can't really buy anything because anything they buy, it'll go over the cap for the most part. So they can't. It really just probably expand. small regional ISPs. Yeah, that's that's the thing. They can't expand not even worth anymore. The time. And the one thing that companies are about is growth. And when you hit a point where you can't grow anymore, kind of freaks you out. And it makes indeed. And it makes them mad. Indeed. So the next story is Gonzo and GDH contact Crunchyroll video site. Now, if you remember last week, we had mentioned that Crunchyroll had been given four million dollars in revenue money, or what was it? Um, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, wow! Shit! What's the word? Wow! Spacing. Uh, Basically, they were given money to continue the site. Cap, there we go, yes. A venture capital firm yeah. gave them $4 million in capital to keep running. Um, and everyone had the up in arms because they were getting rich off of piracy. So, the main administrator of Crunchyroll, a video streaming website with many unauthorized anime videos, has said in an online post that the Gonzo GDH anime production company contacted the site... And according to Crunchyroll, the two companies have been trading ideas about what we can do together, unquote. And in, in this past, the administrator added a cover image of the dialogue recording script for episode number one, The Giant Tower of Druga. Yeah. Of the Tower of Druga, the... Oh, crap. Don't bother. Don't Basically, bother. it's an anime series. So, um... <laughs> Basically, Gonzo will be premiering this anime in Japan April 4th. On the recording script is a signature of Tenchi Hazamoto, a producer of the Razio Plus Vampire, Speedgrapher, and other Gonzo works. So basically, it sounds like the administrator got some privy merchandise or swag from these guys and posted it up there or something. But it sounds like that from you know the point of view of where the administrator is coming from is it sounds like he truly is trying to work and try to try to work with Gonzo trying to become 
not so shady. Yeah. You know? Probably now, yeah, now that it's vi- now that it's viable for actually making money off it, possibly, in the future. I'm oh, sure yeah, they're is. just setting yourself up for lawsuits. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm not gonna say... I don't know if he's that... Uh, I'd assume he's not retarded, so I'd assume he'd think about that. Unless he's hosted in Sweden, he wouldn't risk anything like that. Well, even then, Sweden's been cracking down, too. Yeah, they have. It's true. Pirate Bay's in trouble. Get, getting close to getting in trouble. Yeah, well, that's here there. I mean, the guy, uh, Dreamware, Dreamhost, the big ISP over there that does all this stuff for these tracker sites, um, is one of the owners of, is one of the co-founders of the Pirate Bay, so. You know, but yeah, I would think this administrator of Crunchyroll would try to his damnedest to try to come up with something a legal alternative because right now he's making money you know probably by ad banners and you know the usual way people you know these sites get the their revenue but now he's getting investors and you know I still want to know four million dollars how much revenue they're pulling in obviously it's got to be a lot because you know if I had four million dollars sitting around I sure as hell would be hey good video site here you go I want my return on investment. Yeah. So, you know. Well, apparently, oh. um, they have removed some titles recently. Um, they always remove titles, though. Yeah. It sounds like they. Yeah, it sounds like they're they're trying to stay within the law of the DMCA takedowns. Yeah, I, I think I think I heard it was <clears throat> if they get contacted by a specific anime, they will take it down. Yeah. But I gotta see. Yeah, it's basically they're only taking them down when people ask them to. Yeah, I mean, I would guarantee if it's something like Bleach or Death Note, I guarantee they're going to be like, F you, I'm making more money off of those. You know, than your crappy little, you know, something that's popular in the U.S. and, oh, nay, worldwide, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Alright, well, moving on. Here we go, here's something that's mildly interesting, at least to me. And that is, um... A co- Bandai Entertainment has announced that Code Geese is going to be premiering on Adult Swim on April 26th at, I think I saw the time, it's late, it's like 1.30 in the morning. Oh, uh, it can't be that late. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me find it. But, basically... Well, actually, that makes sense. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> they premiered this late and they expect people to watch it, huh? Well, uh, it's one thirty. It's one thirty patch time, twelve thirty my time, and a nine thirty your time. I think it says one thirty Pacific. Yeah. So oh, it's basically one thirty for everyone. Yeah. Well, no. Here's the thing, though. For like someone like me, the original airing of Adult Swim ends at one o'clock in the morning, and then they just repeat it. Yeah. It goes from nine o'clock to midnight or to one. Yeah. Well, for you, it'll probably be like. 12 or something. <clears throat> oh, man. But, what is April 26th? What is that? Most is that likely a Saturday. Is it a Saturday? Their anime, their anime block is on Saturday nights. Yeah, I know that. 26th, yeah, a Saturday. it's a Saturday. But, yeah. It's, yeah, that is kind of a bizarre time for them to air it. Because that, that is pretty damn late. <laughs> is there any blood or yeah. anything that would be fine to... I haven't gotten around to watching it personally, but... Not really. There's nothing... 
I mean, to... they aired Death Note earlier than that, and they aired Blood Plus earlier than that. And I'm guarantee you there's nothing more Blood bad. and Blood Plus. <laughs> nothing uh, bad. Yeah, oh, I think okay. it's just Maybe... really that's the time they decided on. Yeah, that's what I think too. They they're on a they probably don't want to bump something that's doing good like Death Note or Blood Plus for a new show that has a mild following. I mean, it's nothing like Death Note where it had a huge following. Yeah, it's gonna be no- yeah. Well, and then they've got I imagine that they have new Bleach episodes coming soon if they haven't already started airing. Now, how many episodes total are there of Bleach? Right now, it, what was it? I think one sixty four was the latest. Oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I feel bad for it. It's just like Inuyasha. I feel bad for anyone who who collects the show. Uh, <laughs> but I'll wait for those $99 box sets. The one thing about the um the press release for this announcement was the way it was kind of phrased almost implies that it's not going to come out on DVD until way late in the year. Almost. Jeez. Which kind of sucks in my opinion. It's like, ah. Oh. I'll probably never buy it. To pay you. I'm, uh, and then the other thing is, I'm hoping they do special editions like they did on Eureka 7 for it, so that'll yeah. help me a lot. I like my I special know. editions. The <laughs> coolest thing I got from a special edition, I got a t-shirt from um, uh, Midori Days. Mm. Well, like with Eureka 7, all the special editions came with a t-shirt and a volume of the manga. Ah, in a box. Huh. All the special editions. Some of them had soundtracks too. Actually, eh. the soundtracks were in the ones that came with the fancy art boxes. Ah, and the rest. But all of them came with T-shirts and manga. Granted, the T-shirts were always too damn small, which sucked. It's like ah, oh. I was buying Lose some weight. Jeez. <laughs> Give them to your kid. <laughs> uh, you want to take the next story, AC? Yeah, sure, go for it. Man. Get. <laughs> we give the one that's hard to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention at that uh, point. Go for it. Gegegendo Kitaro <laughs> anime movie to open in Japan in December. Yeah, just so everyone knows, it's Rob who picks out the stories. What the hell? It's not gay, gay, gay. I think. It's what is gay, it? Gay, gay. G- I think gay, it's Gay 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 No Guitaro Yeah And it's got a movie Coming out apparently In Chubby Dog Yeah go ahead The most recent Television reincarnation Of What 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 Chicken butt Yeah Go on You're getting distracted Hello Yes. Yeah. Y'all disappeared. What do you, yeah, what do you it, it do? does that every now and then. What do you want me to do? Just keep reading. Keep reading. Fine. You're okay. All right, the most recent television reincarnation of Shigeru Mizuki's Gegege no Kitaro supernatural action manga will spawn its first theatrical anime movie this December. Tsuyoshi Koga, Xenosaga, the animation, happy, lucky, Bikuru, Bikuru. Kui Man <laughs> is directing Tohei Animation on the plan 80 minute Gegege no Kitaro Nihon Bakuretsu Gege, um, film. The television version's Riku Sanjo is writing the script. 
Although the film will open in December, it is intended for a 2009 New Year's holiday break.、Um, that year also happens to be the 40th anniversary of the Gegege no Kitara manga. I have never heard of this and not really looking forward to it. It's like a horror slash. I think it's supposed to be comedy, too. It's like a horror slash comedy manga. And there's like a show that's airing right now, or just finished airing. It seems popular with people. I'm not one of them either, so. It's like, oh, okay. But it's old, old as dirt, apparently, which is fascinating, I suppose. Apparently, 40 years old. Dang, yeah, no kidding. That's、huh. pretty old. I'm surprised only 80 minutes, though, for a damn movie. Wait, what the hell? Of course, probably popcorns is good. You have to go make out with your girl while you're watching it, you know, I don't know. I don't think that's much of a date movie, though, man. <laughs> hey, baby, we're gonna go watch Neo Genesis Awakening 1.0. You are not alone.、Yeah. Yes. Well, Japanese anime TV rankings through March 3rd through 9th.、Um, the first one was Suze、uh, san. Uh, how do I say it? I think it's Saze. Oh, Saze. My, my bad. Saze. Second one was Chibi Makaru chan.、Uh, third one was Dorimon. Dorimon. Dorimon, whatever. <laughs> Next one was Yatterman. Number six was direct Detective Conan. Followed by One Piece. Guy, 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 No Kitaro. There's your favorite show.、Uh, Pocket Monsters, yes. Puriku Go-Go, Go Go. And finally, Na-、uh, Naruto Shippuden. I'm surprised Pokemon's still on here. Oh, exactly. That's way up there, man. That stays up there. Essentially, most of this shit doesn't really move. It tends to be the same few shows. Oh, okay. Yeah, what, what surprised me was, like, other than, like, Detective Conan, these are kiddie shows. Yeah. Like, well, duh. You hear about. No, 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 I know. But, I mean, it's like. You hear about Clannad, you hear about School Days, you hear about the more adult oriented anime. You would think they would do better in the rankings.、Mm. In terms of kids week, week. Prob- probably watch more TV. And-、uh, no, I, yeah, and they air late. And maybe they don't count DVR. I mean, if I lived in Japan, I sure as hell want to stay up until 1 30 in the morning just to watch Clannad. I DVR the damn thing and watch the next day. Yeah, Detective Conan and One Piece, which is psychotically popular still. Yes. Oh, Lord. No two listeners, send donations for Japan. And. Yeah, like, Naruto will bump off, Bleach will pop up, something like that will happen every once in a while. But then,、gotcha. like, the, the, the top ones tend to stay the same all the time. Every once、gotcha. in a while, Gundam will show up there and I'll be like, yay, more Gundam. Okay, well, moving on. Moving on again. Alright, I'll, I'll take this one, I guess.、Uh, we got some Japanese、um, DVD rankings, which. Alright, we got top. top Alright, first one and two, we got the third and fourth volumes of the recent re release of、G- Dragon Ball GT in Japan. Poor people. <laughs> Then we got that Clan Ad movie. <laughs> And then Toward the Terra. Oh, that's something I really need to check out myself. But it's a complete limited pressing. Yeah. 
Well, Bandai's going to have a complete pressing out here sometime soon, so I'll check that one out. <laughs> and then we've got something else I haven't heard of called The World of Golden Eggs. D. Grayman. EF, A Tale of Memories. And... I'm not pronouncing that one. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah, that's the story of Sanakoku. Yeah. And then more The World of Golden Eggs. But... Now, when you look at this compared to the, like, um, the, the TVs, yeah, yeah, big difference. You, you see the more adult stuff starting to pop up there, like the Clan End movie is number three, mm-hmm. because that's where, that's where it, that's where that flux comes in, because the, the fans are buying the DVDs while the kids are watching the TV, basically. Yeah, hey. Right? Yeah, and you see GT on the top because that's kids and adults buying that. That's the people who gotcha. watched it when it first aired. That's kids now watching it. All that stuff. Gotcha. Hey, move your mic just a little bit back from your uh, mouth. How's that? Probably better. Probably. It actually, sounds a lot better. Getting a lot of uh, feedback. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, not a big deal. So. Yeah, so, no, that's uh, really surprising. Like, I guess it makes sense, though. I mean, the adults buy their anime, and kids have theirs, and of course, TV's always going to be more kid-oriented, because like you said, kids yes. watch more TV. Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. Lucky right. bastards. And, our, and Mr. Icy, you can take the next one again. Um, Doraemon to be Japan's first anime ambassador. Japan's Ministry of Foreign Affairs announced on Friday that... The robotic cat Doraemon would be the first anime ambassador for Japan. Um, Doraemon was the brainchild of the late Hiroshi Fujimoto and Motu Abiko, who created the original manga under the pen name of Fujiko Fujio. Fictional robotic cat was sent by a boy in the future to the present day to help the boy's hapless grandfather. Um, it's been around for a while, basically, and... It will appear in films in Japanese missions to promote Jap- Japan's culture. I want a recount, yeah. damn it! I want, I want uh, Domo Kun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a better ambassador. He changes kittens. <laughs> yeah, but talk. Doraemon's a cat already. Is he? He's a well. He's a robotic he's a, cat. That's true. Oh, duh. Sorry, I'm thinking. I was thinking Domo Kun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now what the fuck? I, I don't really. This is just one of those stupid little. We're doing this because we feel like it kind of things. It's not really going to do anything. No, it's just one of those. Uh, we're bored. <laughs> we got nothing else to do. Hey, they got to spend their ministry dollars somehow. Yeah, honestly, they probably tax the hell out of the, everything over there. So they're like, mm, we got to put good use. Yeah, I know. You right. think Japan would want to have more things other than anime? Like, hey, we have freaking like baths carved out of mountains, and the sites kick pretty much ass. Doesn't go to the nuclear areas. Okay, that was below the belt. Poor <laughs> <Yeah>. place. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> go and take the last story there. Uh, I'll do it. I guess. Yeah. All right. We've got a new Fist of the North Star anime coming. Hooray! I have yet to. I've got. I've got. I've got one. I believe I've got one Fist of the North Star, but 
You probably have the new. You probably have new Fist of the North Star. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. That's the old like, series that ADV released down here. Okay, I know. I, I just remember the reason I threw this in there, as I knew. I know it's been one of those one of the things that people have been wanting. Mm. Well, um, I'm trying to figure out what. There's no real details about exactly what this project is. It's, um, let's see, it was announced. At a preview screening of the newest um, OVA for the the newest Fist of the North Star OVA from the and God. yeah yeah it was really sparse yeah, there's just not really not much detail about it right now just that there's another project in the works <laughs> which I'm which might hopefully is a new it would be cool if it was a new TV series. I know that the new movie series that they've been doing out there has been really, really popular. So it wouldn't be a surprise if it's a new TV series, just to capitalize on how popular the movies and OVAs have been recently. Gotcha. Uh, I'm just going to assume that's what it is, because that's about all the information we have on it. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. It exists. Right. So uh, thanks to Anime News Network uh, for giving us the news. Appreciate it, and uh, you can check their daily for all the news that we uh, talk about. And uh, yeah, so thanks to Anime News Network. Right. AAN is a great source. So, yes, moving on to DVDs. DVD pick. This is for March twenty fifth, two thousand eight. And uh, Icy Storm, go ahead and you being your guest, you can be our guest and start. Well, I, I I said I didn't have a pick. All well, right. screw you, man. Jeez. All right, fine. <laughs> we like that. Fuck you, then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess we won't pay much. Choose, well, right. Had to choose. Had to choose. Strawberry Panic. Okay, then there you go. Strawberry Panic Volume One. Good choice. Because that, that, that's what I was going to choose myself. Because it's yeah. all. Cause, well. You get, it's going to be, it's the first six episodes, subtitle only. Boom. But it's going to be 15 bucks at like... All right. At, the list Jeez. price is like 22 but if you go to Best Buy, it's going to be 15 Oh, I'll go up. You know what? I'm going to camp out. Cause Woo! Panties! Because they're pricing it the same as they are Simon. Because they're doing nice. the same thing with it. Subtitle only. I Six, might actually buy this. They don't seem to be very keen on um, dubbing the Yuri stuff. Hey, they didn't do it for Gakun Heaven. What makes you think they'd do it for Strawberry Panic? I don't know. I don't know, okay, yeah. Nothing, really. <laughs> Not saying I watched that trash, although it was pretty funny, that I heard. Yeah, that's that's plausible. <laughs> kind of <laughs> dug your own grave there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for the hate mail or flames to come. If I had to choose, which I'm choosing right now, uh, Kite Liberator. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I've never watched any of the Liber- uh, the Kite series. I've heard good things about it. It just seems really interesting. It's kind of dark and uh, mysterious and violent. And what's you know, oh, like good stuff. Wrong with that. No, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's probably and I've heard the Kite series is really yeah. I mean, I've heard the Kite series is really good. It just I haven't had the opportunity to really watch any of it. So, such is life. I gotta say, it's a good choice though, just because it's definitely something I'm planning on picking up at some point. Just not next week. 
Now, did they originally release Akite? They've released TV series, or they are they just well, OVAs? It's another, or it's an OVA. It's another okay. OVA, and they've released it here a billion times. And I think they, oh, okay. They, ju- they just re-released it oh, a couple weeks ago, I believe. They just re-released it again. So, oh, there you go. Well, so I have no excuse, I guess. Pretty cheap now. Yeah, they I guess my, ex- guess my excuse isn't very good then. Well, excellent. Yeah, they just re-released it the fr- like two weeks ago. Uncut. Sweet. Alright, there we go. We got yes. some DVDs for you there. Shazam. Buy them, because I said... Yes, buy them. Support Do the it. industry. Or else... Uh, Otherwise, Australia will get it. And that won't be good. Who wants to watch Australian anime about kangaroos? <laughs> Knowing our luck, they'll be like the Steve Erlin anime series. Man, I, let's just assume no one in Australia listens to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get like a freaking email. You hate them, Australia, hate? <sighs> Good shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Right. Alright. Okay, moving on. Yes, moving on. Something that we should have done a little earlier than this. (laughs) Uh, I guess what we're doing now is, um, some episode reviews to. To break up the monotony. Yes, monotony. That's a word. Well, how um. I'll start with, uh, Gunslinger Girl. Yeah, you finally watched it. Yes, finally. And now I'm going to take another two-week hiatus, just because. <laughs> um, I am looking at Gunslinger Girls Season 2, Episodes 4 and 5. I'll start with 4, I'll let Patch do his review, and I'll do 5. Uh, I'll make these short and sweet, because I know I tend to kind of ramble. So basically, ramble? basically we left off where Pinocchio and the evildoers are still over in Milan, hatching their plan and doing their shit. Uh, episode four is all about Angelica. If you remember watching season one, Angelica was like the shitty recruit. She didn't do anything good. And then she was all hurt and sick at the end of the, uh, series. So now she comes back in a blaze of glory. But now she's addicted to painkillers. So, so uh, cheery, man. I know! <laughs> so... Basically, this whole episode is really focusing on Angelica. They they eventually she's been addicted to her medicine, and that they've been trying to wean her off of it. Um, she's also got this whole thing where she's like falling in love with her handler, and later on she fucks up because, quote unquote, Marco does not show her enough love, and I'm just like, what the fuck. Anyway, um, the father of of Pinocchio and the mayor, or not the mayor, the one of the leaders in the republic government over there, are stirring up trouble by causing fake, fake news stories to be brought out. They will they fake um, they fake assassinations. And broadcast them on the news as truth. So they're trying to rally the people into saying that the five, the Republican faction over there, of uh, is 
you know, causing trouble for them and making things worse. When in reality, they're not. It's the own internal government that's trying to get away with all the things going on over there. Um, basically, Triella also shows up there, or, uh, yeah, Triella shows up there as well as Henrietta. And basically, a lot of girls have gone over there now, and they're just kind of getting ready for the uh, capture of these guys and trying to figure out everyone kind of rung by rung. And they're still trying to capture Pinocchio and figure out who he is. So, in this episode, Angelica goes back on the job. She screws up by having an hallucination and breaks the arm of one of the assistants, uh, Priscilla. And that's really about it. Basically, it turns out to be Angelica just really wants to prove herself to Marco and actually does a good job when trying to kill two of the people uh, that they're going after in the, sh- in the episode. So Marco also learns a little about himself by saying, you know, he kind of doesn't treat her with any respect. And he says something really odd saying, the girl that I started out with is gone. The girl I started out with was bad handling guns and couldn't do anything. But now she's become very independent and can handle a gun and everything. So that was really episode four in a nutshell. Hooray. Yeah, exactly. It was so-so. Yeah. Nothing spectacular. You're not sounding too excited. <sighs> it's just been the whole... It's been really weird how they've been doing everything. It's looking at... They've got this one backstory with Pinocchio and this gang of terrorists and this Milan government. And I'll be honest, I'm not good at tracking, taking track of all this stuff, especially when it's subbed. So I apologize to anyone listening saying, hey, that's not right. But then they've been just kind of having individual stories based on the girls. And it's not really been action-y or anything. It's been a lot of backstory and side stories. And a lot of girls in love with their handlers, right? Yeah, exactly. I I don't freaking get it. (laughs) You just want to see shooting. Nah, not really, but episode 5 is really good, I'll say that much. Alright. Well, you said you wanted me to go off. Yep, on on your gun up rant. Yeah. Alright, well, I don't really have a ton to say about this one, except Lock-On's dead and I'm sad. Uh, there you go. Spoilers right at the beginning. Spoiler tags afterward, too, just so everyone knows. <laughs> but basically, episode opens up, and we have basically everyone hanging out on the Ptolemaeus, and they're all just getting ready for another assault, because it's essentially been announced that the whole UN army is going to come together, launch into space, and assault the Gundams and try and get rid of them once and for all. And the whole it's really hard to say anything about it because it was really just a massive fight the whole episode. At the beginning, we re- the Ptolemaeus receives a message from... 
Setsuna, who hasn't arrived back in space from the last episode, where he lets everyone know that when he arrived to the meeting up with the Trinities, two of them were killed, and that Ali Al-Sarjus stole the Zwai, which has... which pisses Lock-On off, because he blames Ali now for killing his parents and sister. And basically what happens is, it's a giant fight between all... I believe it was 26 of the GNXs, and... Ali in the Zwai versus... For the most of the fight, it was basically the Virtue and the Kyrios battling. And at a point, it essentially stopped. The Gundams have gotten basically um, manhandled. And Lock-On decides, Oh, I hate Ali so much, I have to kill him. So he launches out in the Dynamis using the Gian Arms, which is probably one of the lamest things I've seen so far. Not quite as lame as that freaky ant thing that Ali was piling earlier in the series, but it's essentially the Gundam standing there using giant guns. And he essentially assaults everyone, destroys the enemy's cruisers, and then has what easily was probably the best fight in the series so far between him in Ali and the in the Denemis and the Zwai. It was just some of the best action I'd seen in the show so far. And basically comes to a head with both of them near dead and beaten. But Lockon decides to abandon what's left of his suit and he goes out and equips his uh, s- massive sight for his Gundam to this to a, one of the broken cannons from the GN arms so he can get the final kill on Ali and as he fires at Ali he hits his torso and it hits lock on and or it hits the um cannon lock on was in and destroy basically destroys the cannon and we see lock on floating in space and then the cannon explodes as Setsuna's trying, right before Setsuna can make it in time to grab him and save him. Which, while not a hundred percent confirmed death, it's pretty much, it's safe to assume that he's dead, but you never really know with Gundam. Because they could pull some bullshit Moolaflaga shit, like from Seed Destiny, where, oh, he's not actually dead, but he lost his memory or some crap. But I think it's better to assume that he died. And hopefully Ali died with him, because I think that would really cheapen his death if Ali survived. And I have to say, the emotion in it was actually really well done. It doesn't hit you, when you're watching the final scene, it doesn't really hit you that he's dead until you see the crew on the Ptolemaeus sitting around celebrating that everyone's making it back, and then... You just hear the Haro from the Dynamis sending in, and it's just repeatedly chanting lock-on, lock-on, lock-on. And then you just see everyone realize that he had died. And it was just, it was really well done and well executed, and I have to say unexpected, because you think after two episodes ago where he gets dan- hurt really badly, that they wouldn't just kill him off two episodes later, they would have just done it then. But they did it, and it was... I have to say, it worked really well in a lot of ways. 
and I think that's about all I have to say about it. It sucks that he was easily one of my favorite characters in the show, and it sucks that he's dead. But I honestly, at a point, it kind of became obvious someone was going to be dying soon, and he definitely had the most power. He definitely was the character that's death is the most powerful for the rest of the cast. So, I think that's where I'm going to end my rant for today. So... Sounds good. You're welcome to take over. Okay. So, yeah, episode 5 was a lot better than episode 4 of Gunslinger Girl. Um, basically, it's all about Marco and his past, and his past coming back to... Uh, haunt him? Come back to haunt him, basically. Um, Marco's past girlfriend and his past life basically is still holding on to memories of him and is working for a newspaper while sitting minding her own business a really hot shot ace from news reporter notices she's looking at a scrapbook about Marco and you know asks questions and finds out that he's working for the social welfare agency and he says he's heard rumors of them having child assassins. Well, he wants to dig deeper, and he finds contacts with Marco's past that kind of dig up, help him dig up some information. And Marco's, I don't know if you'd say ex-girlfriend or just, you know, at one point girlfriend, goes along with this guy to, you know, she wants to meet him again, and they do a lot of flashbacks. To, you know, why he ended up at the social welfare agency. He was in an accident that hurt his eyes so he couldn't see as well. Um, basically what it comes down to is this reporter is working for the terrorist group and uses his ex-girlfriend as a, uh, as a hostage in a standing, standout situation. And, Basically, he does admit they look, they are child assassins, but basically says, get the hell out of here, you know, don't ever come find me again to his ex. Uh, Angelica came in and kind of saved the day, but just as a precaution, Triella was waiting with a sniper rifle uh, in a different building overlooking where uh, Marco was at. Uh, it was a lot better episode. It really didn't focus too much on the storyline. It kind of just dealt with Marco and his past and how it kind of deals with the current running storyline, I guess, because it did have to do with the government and all that, or the terrorists and all that jazz. But uh, I found the episode to be a lot better just because you get to learn more about a character, and that's always interesting. And they tied it in with the current story plot. Uh, well, that is about it, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Not too much to really talk about. But it made you a little bit more... It, you were a little more satisfied than you were with the... Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I've been kind of finding the current storyline hard to follow as I don't keep a good recollection of characters, especially small two-bit characters who are there just to kind of progress the storyline but really aren't part of the main storyline, per se. Especially when it's subbed, just because you don't, in the English version, you kind of hear who they're talking about, you kind of recognize the voice. 
But, you know, and watching it in Japanese is kind of tough to do that. But, um, yeah, I would probably think and hope, I mean, they're up to episode 10 right now. I would hope that they uh, have either finished the storyline up and have moved to something else or something. I plan on watching 6, 7, and 8 for next week. So, I'm trying to get caught up to be current. And then they also have the new series of shows starting for the next season. So, you know, we'll see what happens there, too. Indeed. And we're definitely going to, in a week or two, we're going to be doing our preview of the upcoming season. And we're going to be talking about what's coming out and how we feel about it. We're going to try to get Hanako and Nutcase on with us to give us their opinions. You know, they probably, yeah, to get more people involved. Give him more of a broader opinion. Because opinions are a good thing, apparently. Indeed. I'm not sure when you have mine, what do you need others for, but... You're just a mecha... You're just a mecha freak. <clears throat> yeah, I watch other things. Yeah, mecha porn, mecha yaoi, mecha yuri. Yaoi, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you, man? <laughs> yeah, so... I got a question oh. for you, though. What's the di- like? Wh- okay, so you got a series like Gundam. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the only mecha show I really liked was Full Metal Panic. Yeah. I don't think I even quite classify that as a mecha show, mm. honestly. Well, I was going to ask you, like, what are the differences, like, between an actual mecha show and a partial mecha show in terms of... Well, like, I've, you know. I guess I'm using Full Metal Panic. <laughs> okay, I mean, I guess I'm just using Full Metal Panic as my... Basis. Well, you know, I'm a massive mecha fan, but I haven't seen Full Metal Panic, ironically. Oh, what the hell? So, I <laughs> That's a good question for much. another time. Yes, I've been meaning to check it out. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But, I mean, the mecha genre is obviously one of those... It's really broad, so... Because <laughs> it's just like whatever, almost. Because you got... And, I mean... You, when you just start with the mecha genre and you have all the different kinds of robot shows, you just have the two basic types it's broken down to is like the real robot shows and then the super robot shows. And then it boils down further and further from that. Like most of the Gundam stuff is considered real robot shows. Gotcha. Okay. Nah, sorry, I'm going to cut it off track. It just got a question that popped in my head. No big deal. So... Hello? Pat's phone recording. And I figured we'd go ahead and discuss it. It's about piracy in anime. But this blog was written directly from um, someone uh, in the industry. It's not um, your average Blow Joe or Joe Blow on the street. Well, it's it's a, a, um, what it is is it's an excerpt from an article from Pick. I can't remember how they said to pronounce it. Peak Magazine. Which is the new magazine that's replacing New Type USA? Rest in peace, New Type. Yeah. I miss your DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, New Type's a Gundam reference too. So, <laughs> anyway, um, everything goes back to Gundam. But <laughs> yeah, anime was invented because of Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, but it's an excerpt from here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just read the excerpt out real close real quick myself, and then we're going to co- talk about it some. But basically, all right, Aaron is quoting, 
The Japanese anime business model is fundamentally different than movies or TV shows. Anime appears on public TV via broadcasting first, but the sponsors are often either anime producers or investors in the production committee members, companies. In short, the production companies are essentially paying Japanese TV stations to broadcast their product. They consider the whole 30-minute block an advertisement for the DVDs and other merchandise set, and that's what covers the production costs for most of the for the um, anime. That's the excerpt uh, from the article. I I haven't had the chance to read the whole thing yet, but just reading that, it really um. Uh, it opens it really, your eyes. Yeah, it makes you think more about why these guys are so freaked out about um, piracy. Piracy. That, why they're so perturbed about every every little download and all that kind of shit, and why they have people arrested for uploading chemicals. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> but what it really comes down to is anime is... To an extent, just an advertisement for the crap they make from it. I call bullshit on that statement. You really do. You don't believe it. I, really? I do to a percent. Because I mean, if you read the credits, especially on the intros, it'll say, you know, Lucky Star 2008 Subcommittee or whatever. Yeah. The, the Shauna Committee Those 2008C are... or whatever, you know. Usually it's a committee... Named after the show. You know, that's essentially a group... Sponsors, yeah. Of the sponsors, yeah. You know, Lantis, I know, is a really big sponsor of a lot of different animes. You know, they have their little spots between the shows after the intro. But, I mean... I look at it like this, though. Don't the broadcasters need shit to broadcast? I mean, you would think with anime... I mean, I don't know how big... I really wish... I could talk to someone directly from Japan and ask, how big really is anime? I mean, like, how much does it influence your culture? You know, really, I mean, like, we have our big TV shows here, and they're sitcoms, or drama series, or whatever. But, I mean, like, Fox doesn't pay for The Simpsons to be aired, Fox makes money from The Simpsons being aired because of the advertising dollars it brings in. Why isn't it the same over in Japan? Why does why do they have to have sponsors to quote unquote advertise their anime just so someone will buy a DVD? I something isn't adding up. You might have a point there, but at the same time, I'm well. First, I gotta say I'm sure anime is massive. It's, I'm sure it's a big part of, I mean, it's definitely a big part of the culture over there. I mean, yeah, you can't, the one thing we can't do is, with what we we know personally, is put the kind of ratings that most anime get into perspective to the rest of the shows in Japan. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the one thing we, yeah. we personally don't have the ability to do. And when you look at it, Animation is not cheap to produce, for the most part. It takes a lot of out, uh, man hours. I honestly think it would get cheaper with the computers. Uh, well, yeah, it's gotten cheaper, but it's still not cheap. Like, an episode of Family oh, Guy okay. costs, like, a million dollars to produce. It's 
tons of money. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) It's, and, um, I, I, uh, I don't know what to say next. You go on. I have a question. Do, for American broadcast, or animation studios, are they owned by, um, big corporations such as Fox? So would they have an easier time of getting their shows aired? So they wouldn't have to resort to paying the TV stations to broadcast their product. That's a good uh, question. Yeah, yeah, that is another good and question. And in, in Japan, are the studios tied to the various TV stations or not? Well, I mean, it I always seems they like they air on the same. I mean, like, look how many shows aired on Fiji TV. Why can't Fiji TV help cover some of the cost of the production when oh, they're going to be? I mean, I almost wonder if it's like here in America. Like, they, you know, Family Guy didn't start on Fox. The Simpsons didn't start on Fox. They shop the networks. You know, and the network says, oh, I love this show. I think it'll be a good, I think it'll be a good, perfect show for our target audience. But in Japan, they air the same show on like nine or ten different networks. Just granted at various times of the day. You know, why aren't some of these studios you know, covering the, helping covering the costs. I mean, obviously anime is a established media, media, medium over there. It's not like it's something new that came out in the last ten years. It just seems like the anime publishers and creators are having to be too responsible for the financial burden of the show's costs. I mean, something, it just sounds like something isn't adding up. Like, we're not getting the whole story. Like, there's some kind of spin. Yeah, there might be. If this is... Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Alright. <laughs> I, I, I don't have anything else to say, though, so... <laughs> go ahead. If, um... This is actually how it is, then it's no wonder, like, there's all this industry talk about the anime industry might fail or whatever because they're not going to make any money off this. And I think there's too much anime being produced and there's like, the market is oversaturated with crap shows that no one's going to watch. Yeah, we Some don't of need, these we don't need, are just going to fail. Yeah, we don't need um, Give me kiss. Six, six visual novel adaptations every season. And, yeah. all, and half of them are, you know, Utter crap. So. Oh no! Exactly. I mean, look at the. I mean, we were me and you. All of us were looking at the new season premiere for this spring. Yeah. There was maybe four or five shows where each said, "Oh, it looks interesting." Yeah. Everything else was crap. And I mean, it, I know they got to have a varied audience. They're not going to keep playing to the same audience. You don't get anyone new. But I mean. You would think if the anime industry is such bad shape, they got to put so much financial burden on the producers and the companies producing the anime. Why the hell is there like twenty-five new shows for a what was it, a five-month block of programming? Mm. I mean, how often is a new series coming out, or um, a new block of season shows coming out? Is it every six months or? Well. Well, well, like in Japan, there's a lot of 13-episode shows, so we get shows every, what is that, three months. Yeah. Like, there's, because 
it's all broken into quarters, essentially. Mm-hmm. And there's four quarters to each year. That's why yep. shows are. That's why shows are like twelve episodes, twelve thirteen episodes, because that's how it ends up. There are twelve episodes, then they can go to the next one for twelve episodes, and another twelve, <coughs> 12 well, thirteen. Yep, you know, yep, thirteen yep. times four is fifty-two. So that's what that yep. comes down to, because that's how many weeks we have, and it's really that's just. Sometimes they do some, they just, they have time to fill, and they'll, and I'm sure that there is stuff that is produced by, I'm sure that what I'm trying to say is, the broadcast companies, I'm sure there's money coming from them too, I'm sure they pay for the show, or they help invest in the show, that kind of thing, there's more, there is definitely stuff that is left out of at least the part we know from at this moment, there's definitely something there that we just aren't aware of yet. And I mean, look where it's coming from. Bandai Visual USA. <laughs> in well, the company, in the end thing to make money. But you gotta think, Bandai Visual USA, it's essentially run by the Japanese. So it's oh, closer. But still, to no, That's but true. still. But the magazine, Peak. It's going to be picked up by anime fans. Well, who's doing the pirating? Anime fans. It's not like they're going to be blunt and tell you figures, you know. Yeah. Because people downloaded, we lost X I amount gotta, of money. I got to say, though, but, the guy, this guy from Bandai Visual USA, he has been... Um, I've seen him comment on a lot of things in the past, and he's been pretty um, open in a lot of ways. And it's, I think what it really comes down to, at least with Bandai Visual USA, is that <coughs> it's really being managed by the Japanese to the point where they just don't, their grasp of the U.S. market hasn't really, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Clicked yet. Uh, so they don't really get how we are here, and... So they're releasing their shit at absurd prices for the most part. Yeah. Well, do you think it's wrong for us to bitch and complain? No. I mean, that's why free speech exists. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I understand that. But is it wrong for us to say $30 is way too high, but then the people in Japan, well, they don't even have to do jack shit to the... You know, they don't have to dub anything. They can freaking air it, and the next day, it's on DVD to buy. I mean, they've done it with shows like The O.C. and 24 over here. They'll air a special showing of 24. You can walk into Best Buy the next morning and pick it up on DVD. Yeah. You know, granted, they you know they planned it that way, but still. You know, they could, you know, they could have Lucky Star air the first four episodes on TV. Well, episode four, just finished airing. Walk out to... Bob's best anime delivery depot, and there you go. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's definitely true too. But but yeah, it's you know, what was I heard fifty dollars a dip? I, mean, I, I, mean, I don't know how much it's more expensive over there than it is here. I mean, yeah, and at the same time over here, we tend to get anime fairly cheap. I mean, but people I complain guess you about cost here, and what I think where the problem with cost here comes from, it's not quite... It's not in the right perspective. Because when we look... 
and you're like, oh, you get this 26 episode series, you pay $30 a disc. For six discs, 30, and you end up paying, what is that, um, $180 mm-hmm. for the show. But now if 20 that's, people don't. That's 26 20 episodes. People. Yeah. You go out and you buy the first season, the like the second season of The Office or something like that. That's 20-some-odd episodes. That's going to be 30, 40 bucks. That's yeah. where, I think that's where a lot of the problem is. It's not in the right perspective. Because, People look at anime as just another TV show. Yeah, but you got to think of it this way. A lot of the cost for television production, that's already covered by the broadcasting and the advertising and all that shit. With <clears throat> anime, like with Funimation, they have to pay the anime company for the rights to it, and then they have to spend their money to dub it, and then they have to produce it, and then they have to advertise it. And then they finally get it on the shelves, and then they start making the money off it. There is a lot of cogs to this thing. And there is a lot oh. of money coming out of them before they can finally make some money off it. I guess it's the downside, too, is we have to wait years sometimes. I mean, Code uh, Geass, Cold, Cold Geass. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Cold Geass has been out since 2006. Yeah. It's 2008. Mm-hmm. Look at, um, look at... Eureka 7, the final volume is finally coming out in a couple weeks, and it started getting released in April of 08, or of 06. Sometimes it takes a while for shit to come out here. Yeah, it's just how it is. But, um, I see you were about to say something. Yeah, why don't, like, similar to Bandai Visual, why don't anime companies, um, in Japan create a division in America to, to avoid the whole licensing issue. Well, that's what Bandai Visual USA is doing, which doesn't make fucking sense. Yeah, but the, for, Bandai Visual USA other... doesn't make it... Well, Katokawa's doing it, because they've got the Katokawa USA, and what they're doing is they're just essentially... I think they handle most of the production. I'm not sure if they handle the dubbing or not, but then they go to the other anime companies and they partner with them. Like, that's how Haruhi's being done. That's how Lucky Star is. The third, which is another one that Katokawa's doing in the U.S. with um, Nozomi and Wright stuff. Yeah. And someone else was experimenting with it, too, like Toei, and they just did it wrong. And they didn't really back it. Bandai Visual USA is the only one that doesn't make sense because Bandai already owns an anime company (laughs) in the U.S. And it's just like, but even with that, Bandai Entertainment has to license stuff. But you notice that most of the stuff that Bandai Entertainment's going to be releasing here is going to be Bandai shows. It's going to be stuff from, like, Sunrise. Like, 90% of the shit they release is from Sunrise, and that's because Sunrise is a Bandai-owned company. Stop hating on them. They made Power Rangers, man. Yeah. Mm. Hell no, yeah, you know, but So then you wonder, though, then, like... I don't hate on Bandai. They make Gundam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're your, they're your, you're their bitch. Hell yeah, man. I buy everything. So then you, then you got to wonder then, you know, Bandai has an upper hand. They've officially, you know, they are based in Japan. They just made an, a USA office and just tagged it with the USA. But now you got to look at distribution companies like ADV. Where do they stand in the market? Or Funimation. I know Funimation has a lot of the market share. Market share, too. You know, they seem to be doing number good. one in the market share, but at the same time, they're kind of... They're number one in the market share, I think, partially. 
I'm not saying it's the only reason because they have some great shows. And Funimation's like, I'm Funimation's bitch too. But because <laughs> I, I could speak the praises of the, their productions forever. But um, uh, a lot of their reason for their market share is Dragon Ball Z. Gotcha. Because <laughs> you look at those. Uh. You, because they got Dragon Ball Z, and let's face well, it. Fuck, they could live on Dragon Ball Z for another ten years. They have been living on Dragon Ball Z this whole time. And you say Dragon Ball Z's popularity's waning. It's not. It's still getting aired, like on Cartoon Network, right there with Naruto. Every, whenever the hell they air them anymore. But, and then the bo- the new box sets are selling crazy good. It's not really waning. And that's because there's the new fans coming in at the same time. There's people like me who grew up watching it, who are, and I'm picking up the new box sets because of that. So that's how they're living off that. And at the same, and even with that, they're still not making the kind of they're kind of freaking out their parent company because they're not making quite the money that they want them to. Gotcha. It's a really hard. Even when you take out the piracy, there is a lot of levels before they finally can get um, profitability on a lot of stuff. Oh, I understand, but I mean, you don't—you never really know how much you can take at their word. I mean, I know they're not going to straight out and say, we're doing great, or we're in the shitter because piracy ruined everything. Yeah, they'll say I they're don't... doing great. They won't say they're, do- they're in the shitter. <laughs> But, well, you know what I mean. Though. They're not going to, like, just blame pirate. It always seems that the piracy, the piracy for anything is now the easiest excuse in the book. Yes. Well, our shares were down because of fucking piracy. It's like, oh, great. Okay, then. You know, uh, are you sure it's because the economy sucks ass? Nope, piracy. But, okay, then. Yeah, that's another so, thing. The economy sucks ass here right now. So that's not going to help anything. And then, one other thing about it, this came to me. You gotta look at Gideon Entertainment. Gideon. They were, they were one of the biggest. And it was one of, it was one of the biggest hits to this industry when they shut down. And, he's gotta look at, no one's still really sure exactly what happened with them. They were Japanese owned. They were one of the few that was fully Japanese owned. And, their Japanese division just decided to stop doing it here. And I think that's just a sign of how they felt about the profitability of stuff here, that it's just not quite as much as it was a couple years ago. Because a couple years ago, 2004, I suppose, it was in a big boom, and there was too much crap coming out, and that's what kind of did it. There was just so much crap coming out. And everything just kind of lulled, and you look at the amount of DVD releases in 2007 versus, say, 2004, and it's gone down, and it's gone down, and they're still counting re-releases and shit. So it's really changed here, and the companies, they think a lot more um, about... they. about what they're going to release. They take a, they put a little more thought into it these days. That's why you see the big stuff coming. And not so much the littler things. Well, lately for the last year or two, it's been 
niche niche shows. Yeah, a lot more niche stuff. Stuff that no way especially stuff that they know has um a core that's really strong that they know will buy this stuff. Like, uh, um, uh, yeah, it's just they pick stuff that they know will sell before anything else. They don't just grab, like, a few years ago it was grab whatever you can friggin' get your hands on. Now it's, will this sell? Yes, well, well, let's grab it. Or it's, like, Haruhi, it's like, come on. We gotta, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that they jumped when they had the chance to grab that. Yeah. Alright, here's a way to put it in perspective. 2004, 702 anime releases. 2007. Let me get the number. Oh, wait. Sorry. Damn, when was it? <laughs> uh, well, it's look, it's about the same. It's about... In 2004, it was about 700. And then in 2007, it was about 700 as well. And, but you gotta think about the fact that the amount of re-releases has just been going up and up and up and up and up, because... Yeah. Look at Funimation, first off. They release new versions of their box sets every other month. And then they re-release all their volumes all the time. It's really just... This, the state in the U.S., the state of this industry in the U.S. has been kind of fluctuating in... The companies are experimenting in different ways to release stuff. Oh yeah, I mean I've, the the digital distribution has really taken off. It seems Fun, uh, it looks like Funimation, or excuse me, ADV, especially ADV, has taken off on it. They're they're offering full, complete shows for a monetary value. I know that, and you um, can download them on the spot. Fu- Funimation is offering. You have to pay for that. Uh, yeah, you gotta pay for it, but, I mean, they're doing stuff like, people always bitched about, we pirate because we don't get to do a try and buy. Yeah, well, yeah. So now they're offering, a lot of these new shows now, they're giving you the the first first episode episode dubbed, everything streamed, and then you can kind of make a choice. Yeah, Funimation's been doing that too. But why don't companies just, like, try... Completely free but ad based um, yeah. ventures the such as Fox and NBC Universal's Hulu service, which launched a week ago. Yeah, That's but look at look free. at yeah, but look at the size, look at the volume of shows. They got a Family Guy, Simpsons, Office shows that people worldwide will watch. Yeah, adver- it's not. There's just not enough money in the advertising to make it viable quite yet, mm. and. Even at that, if you're doing that, it's going to only be streaming. You're not going to be owning anything. So, but I know, like, Funimation's got online sales, got some stuff they're selling digitally now. They're offering right now, you can buy the entire um, Black Black Blood Brothers. Little tongue twister there. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, You can buy the entire series now on the Funimation digital service, but... Well, yeah, they've only released episode, uh, volume 2 or 3, I think they're up to uh, right now. Two's like, coming out next week. Got, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. So, they're trying these things, and then, at the same time, they experiment, they've been experimenting with different ways to re-release, or to release new shows, like, 
Aquarion with the box set releases, or then like Media Blasters doing the relatively inexpensive subtitle-only releases for like Simone or Strab or Strawberry Panic, and then you have stuff like what um. And then there's other stuff where they just release it in box sets, like, um... No yeah, they've got, like, doing, P- like yeah. Emma, and they're on- only doing Emma uh, subtitled box set releases. You get the whole first season for, like, 50 bucks. Yeah, and I think the, uh, I think the anime industry is kind of waking up to the whole box set thing. Mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot now. Box you sets can are coming get- out faster. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, look at Paradise Kiss is coming out with a box set. Uh... Uh, Peach Girl is coming out I'll of the box set. What you, you look at is who is it? Media Blasters. Here, the one problem is like the way Media Blasters has done a couple of them, like Noeen and um, Toko, is they're releasing the last volume and the box set on the same day. Oh, what a slap in the face! Yeah, it's kind of a little bit of an fu to the fans. That's not what you should do. You should give it a little break. Or release it as a box set only. And it's just... The, basically, my point is they're really experimenting. They're trying different things. They're trying to see what really works with the fans. What clicks to everybody. And how, you know... Just so they can find different ways to make things more profitable and more yeah, popular. Profitable. And yep. there's some stuff that they're bringing over subtitle only. This is stuff that would never get released in some ways. Like, um, Maria Somigami no. Teru. That's only yep. getting released subtitle only in box sets. I think he says something for, for Strawberry Panic. I mean, I know it's been a highly wanted show, but, you know. Mm-hmm. It's Yuri. I mean, Yuri and Yaoi probably don't do very good. Uh, Yaoi's been popular in a way. I With the female fans, yeah. yeah it gets, it's got a lot of female fans. And I think actually there's more, I think, uh, there's more female fans than there are male fans in anime in general, I think. They're just not as vocal, I think. Is what yeah, I yeah. I think that just really comes down to the way people are. We're not going to get into that discussion, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. I think we've beat this discussion with a dead... Uh, I think starting for the most the stick. You got any clothing closing thoughts for Icy? Um, not really. No. No. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's just nodding in agreement. Good job. Yeah. It's a lot harder to convey your thoughts um, talking about it rather than on um, on a paper. message board or yeah, yeah, or something like that. But I'm more used to it. Uh-huh. Well, it's just I something you gotta grow used to. I personally yeah. prefer it this way. I yeah, like me the too. Writing, uh, opinion stuff. I've, I've never been a forum guy, though. Like, any I forum I join, it. I am a lurker. I am the biggest lurker. I'll, and I'll show up and make some random post, and everyone's like, who are you? I've been a member for two years, but no one knows me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Me, I just hate punctuation. It's like, hello, comma, I hate, comma, Kimmy kiss, comma, period, dash. Apparently you like F- commas. <laughs> Is that uh, too? Yes, they're hot. Yes, that's gonna be that like shuffle. Thing. <laughs> yeah, down the with guy right? done with shuffle. Exactly, that's my war cry now. Uh, <laughs> woo! I wonder how long this show went. Yeah, All right, well, uh, yeah. I, I think we've kind of ended this 
topic. And for the most yeah, part. I would say we'd be with the stick and it's bloody and busted open and it's now we're now we're just painting at the meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we could keep fun. going on forever. I mean, this is always going to be a cat and mouse thing. And in the end, either anime is going to have to radically it. change their distribution or some serious uh, crackdowns are going to have to happen. I personally, I buy I buy my share. I I mean, so I'm not too worried about myself. <laughs> I tend to buy most anything I like. I tend to buy. I try to buy as much as I can, but I mean, I have my off days where you know, uh, you know, I'd rather have a roof over my head than uh. Oh no! Shit. I got the new anime. Yeah, look at me, bitches. My house is being for <laughs> <laughs> But wrong. you know, I like Gundam, but I I mean, I would choose a house over Gundam. Yep, so, you know, maybe, uh, it seems everything seems very cyclical. Maybe anime will have another big boom period here soon. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe something hopefully. will come out that hopefully. really attracts, like Pokemon did. Yeah, maybe Gunnar will pick up again. God. I wish. Start writing Fox and, uh, NBC. Yeah. Add Gundam to your Hulu service. <laughs> Just put Gundam back on Cartoon <laughs> Network and put it at a, to- a reasonable time period or time slot. It was friggin' last time they gave it a chance with Gundam C and they aired it at like 3 in the morning or something like that. Come uh, on, stoners are up at 3 in the morning. Yeah, but stoners are... <laughs> <sighs> it's not getting to that one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think it does it for this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, Icy Storm, for joining us. It's always nice to get a extra little voice in there once in a while. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem. So, uh, yeah, you can check us out on iTunes. Feel free, feel free to subscribe and uh, and review us there too, if you'd like. Uh, great to see some reviews pop up on iTunes. Please. Yeah. <laughs> We also have a FeedBurner website now, and you can actually subscribe through uh, through uh, iTunes directly there. Or we also have branched out to Odeo and a bunch of other podcasting sites. Uh, you can check out our uh, our FeedBurner page at feeds.feedburner.com front slash a bonsai podcast. Uh, iTunes, as I said. Uh, I'm still waiting on Dig. Who the hell knows if that'll ever work out? (laughs) Dig has been like the worst. It's been like, I submitted, and I submitted it a month ago when we started this. And it's still waiting for approval. Yeah, no, exactly. No approval process. And it's like, well, whatever. But, um... We're also trying to be available. We're also available. Uh, we're trying to get as much as possible. So, uh, yeah. you know, if you want to promote us via your MySpace, uh, add a sub, subscribe link in your forum signature, whatever. Yes. Um, Spread the word of the wonders of Pats and Jellocone. Indeed. Uh, you can also email us at a bonsai at gmail dot or excuse me a bonsai podcast at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as always. Check out the blog, a dot animeblogger dot net. We yeah, also right. would like, yes, hooray, hooray! Got every week that's been like our downfall. Uh, also, right now, Anime Blogger is looking for donations to stay alive. Basically, um, Maestro, who runs, 
the anime blogger site, is just trying to get some hosting fees under his belt, um, and just trying to keep anime blogger alive. Yeah. And I gotta say though, if anime blogger ever does go down, we will be here. I've offered Olga web hosting space on some domains that I own, so we would never go away, but, you know, it'd suck to see something like Anime Blogger leave, they've, he's really kind of revolutionized anime blogging, in my opinion, just because there's so much at one site before it was scattered. Yeah, it's re- yeah, it's really nice to have something that kind of brings it all to one place to make it a little easier. And, yeah, just go to the Anime Blogger site and you'll be able to find it pretty easily where to, where to share your donations. Yes, indeed. Everybody. Indeed. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. Right. We'll be back and probably about the same time next week. Thanks again to Icy Storm for joining us. Uh, this is Jellicoon. And this is Pats. Saying sayonara. <laughs> Are you rich there?